everybody. Welcome to Killer Serials. This is Tony Jones. Ryan Parker. We are sitting in traffic in Los Angeles. Forgive the sound. You might hear bikes and cars and ambulances. And that's because we are... We've just left uh, True Jack Studios. Where we're consulting on The Path Season 3. It's pretty cool. That's what we've been kind of keeping under our hats... Uh, for the last couple podcasts, we've said, oh, we got some big news. We've been teasing you. And uh, that's that's what it comes down to. We are, we've been invited into the writer's room to to act as theological, religious, religious consultants. consultants to help them as they um, come up with the, the major themes and character developments in season three. Super fun. Super fun. But we re- that's all we can say. We can't really say anything... We did, like, we've watched all the episodes now. We do have to say that, probably. We have watched all the episodes of Season 2. There will be no spoilers. Because, of obviously, to help sketch out Season 3, one of the main things we had to do was to uh, know what happens in Season 2. Um, but it's been a lot of fun. They're just The people who work on the show, at least at the writer's level, are so cool. and have, They're very thoughtful about this stuff, too. About oh, yeah. Religious I mean, stuff, and very knowledgeable, too. And lots of research, lots of... Yeah, and they just brought brought us right in and been like super, you know, they've just embraced us as part of the team that's putting the show together, which is cool because we don't, you know, we're not Hollywood writers or whatever, and they all are. Like, they've all worked on other shows. Good shows, yeah. Yeah, they've worked. Great people. They've worked on some cool stuff. So, anyway. But let's talk about the second season, episode six, 206. Episode six. Well, one thing that that is an interesting point is that. You know, Richard and Kodiak find out... Well, Richard finds out through Sarah's... He kind of puts the pieces together. Because, excuse me, Sarah is cleansing. And she says to, uh, you know, Richard in the course of this that Eddie... She admits she's been seeing Eddie. She admits he... And she uh, says that Eddie's got a... uh, Not a tattoo, but like a scar on his back from being struck by lightning... And Richard's like, he was struck by lightning? Was he in Peru? And she's like, no, he wasn't in Peru. Because he lies to her about being... like. Well, he just doesn't tell her that he was in Peru. Right, and then Richard kind of, like, boogies out of there, goes into the archive, special archive room, gets jumped by Kodiak, who's putting the sleeper hold on him, yeah. and, and says, Cal wasn't there, it was Eddie. And then it's this very interesting, I think an interesting plot starts to develop where Richard and Kodiak are like going to get to the bottom of this. They don't necessarily think that Eddie threw Dr. Stephen Meyer off the cliff. They just know he was there when Stephen Meyer died because they've seen the the drawing that the one guy did in Peru. Yeah. uh, You know. So, that's just a fascinating little, you know, subplot. Meanwhile, in well, Eddie, it's really driving the. It's more than a subplot, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's right, gonna. Right. It kind of kicks us in. Yeah, it's a big part of the plot. It's not a subplot. More of a subplot is Eddie's love life, and that now he's like at a backyard barbecue, drinking PBR with Chloe and her friends, with some like people who like making. It's just, just the people making out in the corner. I don't know. They're just macking in the corner, and and then and then later in the episode, Sarah sees people getting it on on the sidewalk. 
Yeah, that's true. It's like New York people just making out on the street and corner she sees every that, day. And she sees that and she's like, she I, gets need ready. To, I need to get... I need to, I'm ready for Eddie. I'm hot. I'm ready for Eddie. <laughs> but this yeah. a couple times in the episode, right? They And they also got together in the previous episode. Well, I think that one of the things that hap- that, that that's being shown is, you know, Eddie is... I mean... How would you say it? He's not Ed, completely Eddie's out. trying to go mainstream in mainstream life. And like going to a backyard barbecue and drinking PBR is what you and I would do. That's what normal people do. I mean, I do. wouldn't drink PBR, but... But it's what normal people I do. I would drink a better beer. Okay, but... <laughs> I know, yes. You know, and, yeah, but I don't understand why this is so difficult for Eddie. Because they drink beer and have barbecues at his... Yeah, he just doesn't know anybody. Not with the people That's right. from the movement. That's right. So here's what I think is interesting about his ongoing relationship with Sarah that we see here. He says a couple episodes ago when he goes to the meeting, right, the ex-cult meeting. Yeah. He says, I at least had a sense of purpose and fulfillment and freedom that I had never known. And, of course, she still represents that, right? So obviously, when he's with her, it's not just the sex, right? But it's what that relationship. I think it's. I think it's two things. I think he's really still in love with Sarah, and I think he really felt at home in the Myris compound. Yeah, and he's missing both of those things. Yeah. So he's replaced both of them. He's replaced. He's replaced his love of Sarah with he's got a girlfriend Chloe who doesn't quite measure up to Sarah in any way she's not as passionate about her life as Sarah she's not as beautiful as Sarah doesn't seem to be quite as much purpose there like no and she's not the mother of his children I mean this right yeah and now he is in this little like almost replacing the communal dinners that we see so often in in the in the Myers movement, like almost every night at Eddie and Sarah's dinner table, and they're having deeper discussions than anything you know than the Bachelorette. And so he goes to a barbecue with his new community with his girlfriend, and there people are making out in the corner, and he's talking about the Bachelorette, and he he claims later to Chloe that he had social anxiety and had to leave the party, but in fact he fled to Sarah's bed. So it's interesting that what we see that the movement the control that the movement has on him in the previous episode right is somebody spying on him right and yep. so they they send people to follow him so there's that sense of kind of forceful control but then the movement has also exerted this very natural control yeah. right yeah. of yeah. this commu- sense of belonging to a community and and having to give up you're not just giving up the beliefs and the attendance and all that after everything Eddie's gone through, you wouldn't think he would miss the movement. You could see he would miss his wife and, and miss kids. sex with her or whatever. And the kids. You, but you can... And the kids, sure. But now you can He's see... He's not missing Russ. Russell? I don't know, man. Brother-in-law? A brother-in-law who plays a guitar like that? Rolls a mean joint. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, exactly. so that's a, that's definitely something that has... You know, we said in the previous couple episodes that he's not fully out. Now, speaking of somebody who's in but is keeping a secret is Hank, who is going to see his daughter who fled in sometime in, in her late teens. As a she teenager. fled the the compound and they've not had any contact with her since and we find out that actually Hank has been going to see her and 
lights up a cigarette with her and has like it's clear he has a relationship very with natural her. yeah very natural and so um he you know he's at the center in new york and he says i'm gonna go take a walk to his wife and do you want to go with me she doesn't and so he goes to see goes to see his daughter and i think it's a great parallel right where you have hank hank has always given eddie a long leash yeah but guess but gabby hasn't right right sarah's mom she's yeah. always been a bit more strict and kind of taken sarah's side and at least forced her further into the movement away from eddie but hank you can tell now it makes sense yeah. Right? Hank's there for Eddie because Hank's there for Tess. That's right. Sarah's sister. And he understands why Sarah needs to let Eddie see his kids. And Hank has always been like, we learned in season one that, I don't know, what was Hank? 4R, I think? 3 or 4R. and he, Not far. He doesn't want to go any higher. Doesn't care. No, he's like, I want to smoke my doobie. I want to hang out with my family. I want to wear some cool neck scarves. Eat my vegetables. What are those things? I don't know. It's a little like a little yeah. ascot. Drink a good some... beer and smoke some weed. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. all he wants that's, to do. That's what he wants to do. Yeah. He doesn't... Loves and, his grandkids. And he's know? also willing to, um, you know, deceive his wife and go against the denier policy in the movement and sure. go ahead and see his daughter, Tessa, even though he's not supposed to. But he's kind of like, screw it. Yeah, you know, Screw it. Love is more powerful than faith, you know. Now Hawk has been woke. The boy's woke. The boy gets out of jail. The boy goes to jail first. He's well, in yeah, juvie. he's in juvie. He's we in had juvie. that last episode, and now we got him out of jail, and he's coming back. And Noah, who actually is a person of color, you know, um, like. Like Here, Hawk's super hears, passionate about all these social justice issues, racism, and like. Have you ever heard of this book? System. Have you ever heard of this book, The New Jim Crow? And she yeah. kind of rolls her eyes, like, "Yeah, I've yeah. heard of it." Yeah, he's reading James Baldwin now. I've heard of it. Yeah, I've heard of it. <laughs> and so she's like, you know, don't be so flippant. Like she thinks he's being flippant. You're not right? my people. Yeah, and then. She's so like, she apologizes. Right? Well, I mean, he, he, says, he first said, he's like, sorry, I didn't mean to. I, I This is all, basically, like, this is all new to me. And once again, you know, when, when they went to the Andrew Bird concert, she said to him, you're just a boy. You're just a and boy. And once again, you can see, well, not only that he's just a boy, but that he really is, and maybe this is the result of growing up in a cult, he doesn't um have any real foundation and so any new idea that crosses his transom he just jumps all in for you've said teenagers make the best fundamentalists yes and you see that on display right here hawk would make a great fundamentalist yeah. if he just picked if he just picked a picked a lane yeah he you know he would make a great but that's true you if just you, wonder like what's going to come along next is he going to become a skinhead or is he going to become a you know like in almost any area of his life, just pick a lane. Yeah. Now, Cal, when Cal is like <laughs> spying on Sarah and sees Sarah come out of Eddie's, you know, house, uh, house, uh, buttoning up her blouse, not too far. Yeah. But <laughs> D- plunging neckline. Plunging neckline on Sarah always in season two. Um, you know, he, and then he, then he's like, he moves in for the, kill with Hawk. So the way he's going to get back at Eddie and Sarah is he goes to Hawk and says, I want you to climb. I want you to go 2R 
with me personally. I want to personally mentor you up to 2R. Yeah. And, you know, Hawk goes for it. Just and loves it, it. Loves it. And also, the, the rift between Hawk and his mother grows, deepens as yeah. a result. Like, what Cal's doing as a strategy works, which is to continue to drive wedges in the family of, you know... Because him guiding... That's going to drive Eddie absolutely insane. And then, but also him stepping in and saying, no, when Sarah's trying to cling to her family, right? Like this, you know, like she wants to bring in like kind of a mother hen, everything's starting to slip away. Yeah. And Hawk, you can see she wants him back on the compound, right? And Cal does have that, a little bit of control where he's like, no, no, we're going to keep Hawk out here as a servant. He's doing, he's doing great work. Yeah, right. right, exactly. And that's driving Sarah crazy. Yeah, it's true. And and Hawk suddenly feels like he can talk back to his mom and, you know, stuff like that. So, I mean, you, you were saying that this kind of idea that, like, a little bit of social justice is not it's enough. It's a dangerous it, thing. Yeah. It's just like knowledge. I mean, you've got to, to really be effective. It takes time and experience and, and you know, drilling down and... And knowledge, not that Hawk can't be of service, yeah, because he is, yeah. But you can see in that tension between him and Noah that it comes off a little. You like two nights in juvie, and you've read a book. Yeah, it's just a little. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't want you leading the local chapter of Black Lives Matter. That's right. That's right. What do you make of this thing? And and it really, it's in. It's in this episode, and you're going to see it a lot more. The center. There's a graveyard outside. Yeah, it's weird. The building they, they bought in New York City has a, a graveyard right in the front yard. They have, a, they have a gathering at the center, Yeah. right? And it's in this gathering, right? It, I think it's where Cal recognizes Russ and Hawk Yeah. for their service. Yeah. And then they have a little barbecue or a party outside. And they're just walking among these tombstones. Yep. I don't, know, I don't have much to say about that other than I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, it's an interesting uh, thing. It's I, kind of a haunting yeah. element. It's, it. it seems like that the building where they actually filmed all that must actually have a graveyard in front of it. Maybe it was an old church. Yeah, it must or be something. something like that. Yeah, we can find uh, out. Um, back on the compound, Abe slash Sam. Ba- meanwhile, back in the compound. Meanwhile, on the Ponderosa. <laughs> meanwhile, back at the ranch, my kid. My 12-year-old reads Mark Trail every day. Is that right? And he's just like, Dad, nothing ever happens. Do you read Mark Trail, the comic, Mark no. Trail? Nothing ever happens. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Um, and then... and then, <laughs> Yeah, it's like, meanwhile, back at the ranch. Um, so, at the compound, Abe slash Sam, this is another little religious element that I want to kind of explore. We know he's an FBI agent. And he's ingratiated himself into the community by convincing Cal that he can become head of security. Yeah. And so they've gathered everybody together, and and even though he's only one R, which is a little suspicious, uh, Cal says, you know, here's our new head of Cal's security. Cal's freaking. He's going to do anything he can, right? Yeah, here, right, right. Here's our new head of security. And, he's, and um, Abe says, we're going to start wearing name badges... We're going to keep the front gate closed. You know, we have to up our security because 
because governments pers- Att- are attacking are religion. attacking religions. Yeah. Governments per- persecute religions. Yeah, and so he kind of even and though he even though he's and we've got a mole even though he's the mole. Yeah, and and good he works for direction and he it is a good misdirection. He works for the government, yet he also knows that this really plays on the fears of people in a religious community, especially, especially in a cult in a cult religious community. Where it is all about us versus them. To, and and you know. Even though some people like name badges, we've never worn name badges. We don't need no stinking badges. Yeah, but now it's like all of a sudden they think, well, maybe we do. You know, maybe that is what we should be doing. Yeah. And um, so I just think that kind of, even though the world isn't not out to get the Myris at all, there's none of that this season. There was the previous season. But this season, there's kind of none of that. Like, the world is out to get the cult. Nevertheless, somebody can use that and raise enough red flags in the community that they're like, yeah, we'll do whatever you say. It's really... A, it, it's really... They've done that with such a light touch in this episode particular, particularly. Yeah. But it really is a stand-in for what we're what we face today, and then I think one, yeah, which is let's just keep people afraid. Let's yeah. just, you know, let's play on these fears, and we're gonna get the people out. We're gonna find the bad guy, yeah, and get them out. And back to Hank. I mean, I think it it comes to its 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 most poignant point when Hank is driving trying to leave the compound, and the security guy's like, "You can't leave unless you." have your it, badge it lets you it's a really odd touch almost prophetic right yeah where you know the as soon as we uh, try to try to instill a muslim ban who are the people that we end up blocking to get back yeah not christians the, christians yeah. and uh you know a, a muslim guy who happened to be a translator for yeah the army. not like, not the people this this was targeted at no and it never works that way yeah right that you never catch who you're supposed to catch right yeah so hank's like are you kidding me i've lived here for 20 years yeah, to turn around and, and go home the guy's like i need your name badge before you can leave yeah and uh again there you're like well i didn't think the name badges were to keep people in i thought they were to keep them out but it's a little hotel california thing going on you know? yeah uh so yeah, that's kind of what's going on in see in uh, season two, episode six, and um, yeah, I think a lot of good stuff happens in this in this episode. And we're just gonna see this like seeing this Cal getting between Eddie and his son again. Meanwhile, Eddie's getting back with his wife. It's such a powerful dynamic it's just like leading to an explosion yeah Yeah, leading to an explosion so anyway thanks for listening everybody to and the la traffic thanks for listening to us through the la traffic yeah how much how much longer do we have to get home i don't know you tell me okay a lot yeah all right later people My name is Eddie, and I was in a call. All of you have chosen something different. You have the light to shape the world around you. It has become my hope that this
this will set me free, because I'm haunted. Nothing in my life makes sense. My parents are a mess, everything's just ripped apart. I will murder you before I let you take him from me. You know all the tactics then. That's my job, knowing what deception looks like. There was a man following us. I won't be blackmailed. Yes, you will. The light provides. It's all very delicate. Your fragile house of lives, it could collapse at any moment. The night is only beginning. Just to know that I 